To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Almost like it never existed, but it fucking did. So do me a favor. Go f*** yourself. Sarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Check out the Weeble app. The affiliate link is in the description down below. Sign up now before the euphoria, euphoria, euphoria starts and gets yourself some free stocks and sign up for cash management, which is basically, you know, you don't really sign up for it. You just kind of get that. So if the money's sitting there and you're not doing anything with it, it just acquires, acquires cash. It acquires interest and you get paid monthly on it. So congratulations. It's the bet. It's a great way to do something with your money while doing nothing with your money. So sign up, you'll get free stocks simply by opening an account and uh, funding it. I'll get free stocks by you guys using the affiliate link in the description down below. Thank you very much. Find me on Rumble at Positive Sarcasm. That's where the video version of this podcast is available. Um, if you want to find the audio version, anywhere podcast podcasts are available, including Substack, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, Apple Podcasts, and of course, downloadable and streamable from my website, PositiveSarcasm.com in the podcast section. Questions, concerns, comments, you can email me through the website or you can hit me up on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. Um, I w- was attempting to do this from the ocean this morning or basically on the ocean. However, uh, I'm still having some computer challenges. <sighs> I'm still having some computer challenges with uh, having a mobile setup um, without spending any money. Um, I just sold off a project laptop, um, uh, got rid of that because I didn't want to invest the money into it. I mean, it was like an $800 gaming laptop, but I gave it to somebody who can actually put the time and effort into it. Um, and I just, I thought, or at least I still, I, well, I still think I do have the materials needed to do a, um, Oceanside podcast on the fly with just a standard laptop, but unfortunately, uh, my Republic of Gamers laptop is not acting correctly. Its battery dies after like 15 minutes of doing recording. I'm not sure why. I'll have to figure that out. Maybe it needs a new battery. That is entirely possible. It is entirely possible. Um, it also needs like a solid like cleaning out and reformatting. Um, I might have to bite the bullet and give it Windows 10, but we'll see. We'll, we'll take a look at it and see how she acts. Uh, also, the current one that I run with, which is like a Lenovo ThinkPad, ThinkPad older gen. So in case you don't know what it is, it's about a uh, it's a third gen i7 Intel um, with an NVIDIA chipset, I believe, built in it. But for some reason, on Windows 10, a clean version of Windows 10, no frillies or whatever, when I go to record an OBS... It is not, it goes from 30 frames per second, and then for some reason the processor is not able to handle that many frame rates per second. So if you are to report, if you were to record a podcast, you generally want to be around 30 frames per second at the very, very minimum eye, eyesight before you start to notice frame rates like chopping um, is about 24 frames per second. You can get away with like, um, if you're doing other things, like maybe 13 or 14 frames per second, but... 
just the laptop recording 1080 uh, video on a standard 1080p webcam, I was only getting about 12 frames per second, and that's just not that's not acceptable. So I had to abandon that idea um, and figure and just figure out how how am I going to do this? Because I don't I don't want to take my spare parts studio setup that I have now, which is a a, uh, a laptop that I have in front of me that's been kind of rigged to kind of just sit here and do just this. And I don't want to kind of I don't want to take that apart, bring it on the road, put it back together because this thing has taken a beating from the day it was born. I mean, the Wi-Fi chip set never worked, the plastic batteries falling apart. Um, it's a great stable machine that sits here and just does this, and you know it is great for sitting here doing this. Um, stationary with a docking, you know, with a separate docking station, additional monitor, doing some video editing, music reactions. It does all that stuff. It runs, it it runs the whole gambit. But if I start taking, if I start adding in another thing, like taking, making it, oh, can I put take this, throw it in a a bag and send it out on the road? It's like, well, now I'm adding how durable can it be in a, in a bag where I'm just throwing it in the back of the car, and it's like, it's not built for that. The ROG can do it. The Lenovo ThinkPad can do it. But right now, they're not performing to the task I need, which is a, a one-hour window of recording at 1080p resolution with just a microphone on battery, a microphone, a webcam, and battery on one-hour battery. And it's not, they're not performing those actions. So unfortunately, I had to retreat from the seacoast and record here, um, which sucks because it, it, like I said, I've talked about this before. It changes your environment. It changes what you're going to talk about. It changes, it changes your mindset. You know, it's one thing if you're breathing in studio air versus breathing in salt, fresh, foggy air, that type of thing. It, it sucks. It really does suck. Um, It's something I have to figure out. Like I said, this is the Spare Parts Studio. I want to adhere to that philosophy. I want to adhere to the fact that you can take leftover stuff and piece it together and make it durable on the go and things like that. I want to do that. I really want to adhere to that and be like it's it's possible with without really spending any money. Like I have all the other – like uh, I, I'm only looking for – the only thing I'm looking for is a – a laptop that can perform recording on the go. And the difference between the laptop that's sitting here in front of me versus the laptop that I currently have on the go, uh, the one I'm still trying out and testing, is two generations worth of it, uh, of processing. Like this is a fifth a fifth gen uh, i7 with 16 gigs of RAM. No. Um, no real, uh, you know, graphics card chipset. This is just um, a, a lightweight, on-the-go, high-speed laptop. And that's it. Slimline and everything. The other one is a third-gen i7 with an Intel with a Intel chipset and an NVIDIA graphics chipset, also with upgraded to 16 gigs of RAM. Both are running DDR3. But I haven't figured. There is there a difference between the two, uh, in terms of like generations of Intel, yes. One's a third gen, one's a fifth gen, and this one is running an older version of Windows, where is the ThinkPad is running Windows 10. That may be a huge. That may be the difference. That may because obviously Windows 10 is definitely 
more resource heavy. But in order to be on the go, I do need something that can uh, be as up to date as possible. And when you're running like a uh, when you're running Windows 7, you can have maybe between 40 and 60 processes running in the background. Whereas with Windows 7, you have 120, 130 running in the background on a clean install. So you have double the amount of resources needed just to be status quo. So I'm trying to balance that out. Now, would I love to be running a Linux-based platform on it? Yes, I would. I just don't know uh, with its current setup and the things it needs to have available to it. I don't know if it can do it. But we're still trying. I'm still trying to figure that out. I mean, I could easily go online and get like a, a fifth gen i5, um, you know, sixth, seventh gen i5 for cheap, stripped down, throw uh, throw some RAM in there, throw a, an SSD drive in there, and boom, give that a run with a clean version of Windows 10. I could do that. Could do that. But then I'd be kind of like going against the idea of what do I have available to me? Because I have a lot available to me. I and mean, as far as desktops go. I'm good. I got desktops four days, two servers, two, uh, two, two servers, two desktops. I mean, excuse me, three desktops. So I'm good. But as far as my mobile stuff, kind of lacking a little bit, kind of lacking, but I'm working on it. Anyways, question, concerns, comments, uh, hit me up on my website, positive Go to the contact page. Um, we got a used car alert. Now, um, the market, ha the car market has been going down, but uh, uh, somewhat. I mean, things are still expensive. Buying a used car is expensive if you're looking for um, a like a two, three-year warranty, something with under fifty thousand miles. We did talk about what was it? Um, it was a forty-six thousand mile. Oh, it was a uh, Buick Regal with 46,000 miles. It was in 1992. It was in Maine. It needed like one little thing. It needed like an electronic uh, 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 thermostat. That's pretty much it. That's like a $10 part, $20 part. That's all it really needed. 46,000 miles. It was being sold for 2,500 bucks. You could probably get it for like two to 2,200. 46,000 miles. Great car. That car will last you to 100,000 miles easily. 2200 bucks. So that was one. That was my last used car. That car has since been sold. Before that, there was a 1992, uh, 1992 or 96. I believe it was 96. 1995, 96. Lincoln Continental with I mean, about, about 50, 60,000 miles on it. That was for sale literally for $2,000. That was a fucking steal because that, I believe, was the 4.6 liter dual overhead cam 32 valve V8 also. Um, with a little less horsepower, but it was completely spotless. Now, there's another one, another used car alert, and I'm talking about this for a reason. So, obviously, car prices are still expensive, but people think you can't, like, inflation's out of control on some things. It's like, well, look, cars today are ugly. They are. They're ugly. They, you know, their transmissions suck. They're not reliable. So, it's like, oh, yeah, you get a warranty. You pay for that, war you pay for that extended warranty on top of the car itself. And, if the, something breaks in the car, you don't get the luxury. You're not. They're not giving you a rental. If you think if you think they're giving you a rental, forget it. But you get they they friggin' your car is out of service while they repair it. 
and God hope they have the the parts available to give you those parts to you know God hope they have the parts available for you to you know get your car back quickly and you're out of your shit out of luck when it comes to a car so warranty no car or no warranty and a car that is reliable so this week's winner um, is a 1987 let's go ahead and pull this up really quickly on a computer that can actually do this. This is a 1987 Chrysler Baron sedan. Now, in the early 80s, these things were generally carbureted, but this is when fuel injection started uh, rearing its awesome head. So this was in the K car generation. The K car generation was basically when modular cars with with low horsepower, great gas mileage that were super reliable started rearing their heads. Um, and this was the beginning of it. I actually owned a late 80s LeBaron, but I treated it like shit. So that's why it blew up, because I treated it like garbage. But this one is a 2.2-liter, uh, four-cylinder, fuel-injected, three-speed automatic, turbocharged, four-cylinder. And it is fucking everything that the 80s stood for, that fake luxury. Fake luxury is all get out. But this car is clean. I'll go through it with you. This one is for sale for $3,500. This one, actually, I believe he... Oh, that son of a bitch. He actually raised the price. Um, he raised the price. This thing was $2,900, I believe. But $3,500 is still a steal for this car. You could probably talk him down to about three grand. So $3,500, you get, you get the... I mean, now... On a 2.2-liter turbocharged engine, you're getting almost 30 miles per gallon. 30 miles per gallon on a car that looks like a cream puff. Let's take a look around this thing. Ooh, it's got that nice vinyl top because Grandpa grandpa needs a vinyl top. Uh, what else we got? Trunk looks clean. You know, what, you know what I see here? No fading on the paint. This car is 1987. This car is almost 40 years old, and there's still no fading on the paint, which means that this thing has been well taken care of. And back then, they didn't believe in like you know uh, a, a real under uh, a real uh, clear coat. And this and Chrysler was cheap. Chrysler was cheap, but they did know a thing or two. Uh, look at that nice Le Baron. The Baron. There is one little tiny dent here with a rust spot, which can easily be paint, which can easily be fixed. You just got to sand that down a little bit, put a little, and then basically put a little bit of primer in there and touch up paint, and you're done. You're done. The rest of it looks pretty good. Just a couple paint chips right there. It looks like they put some aftermarket uh, hubcaps on it, which is great. No big deal. This thing originally came with hubcaps, anyways. Look at the chrome. Look at the wheel wells. Look at those freaking wheel wells. Those whole, all those wheel wells. Look at them. Completely spotless. You don't see any rust. There's no bubbles on the paint. There's nothing like that coming in. Um, everything is aligned perfectly. There's no damage on this thing. And look at that interior. Big bench seat. That looks like that piece right there folds down. It looks like that little center thing is like a cup holder. So you put that down, man. You got a nice armrest with cup holders in it. Uh, that's great. That's got to be the most comfiest bench seat ever. Look at those wheels. Those are, what are those, 16s? Those are 16s. I don't even, I don't think this car originally came with 16s. I bet you that came with like 14-inch rims. 
Um, I have the specs. I don't know what it came with. I'll check it out. But a 16-inch rim, that means that you can buy tires. Those tires actually look really good, by the way. If you needed to buy new tires, they'll cost you maybe 50, 60 bucks. If you shop really hard, you can get decent all-weather tires for 50, 60 dollars new. 60 dollars. Imagine, imagine. I need four tires. All right, it'll actually still cost you 60, 120, 180, around you know 150, 200 bucks. About a but yeah, about yeah, about about 200, 200, 250 bucks for all four tires to be mounted mounted and balanced. That's unheard of nowadays. Unheard of. Except for me. New battery, new tires, new rims. Nice. If it sits for a while, it will start rough and smooth out. Very peppy. Uh, shows rust underneath. Oh, okay. Well, that's easy. That's no big deal. Just, yeah, but there's no there's no surface rust to be noticed about. Look at that. Electronic dashboard. Whole electronic dashboard. Three-speed automatic right on the tree. Three-speed automatic was super reliable. That was no that CVT transmissions did not exist back then. That was just a put it in drive, you feel it slide into drive, and off you go. That was great. Look at that dashboard. That's right. That's probably I don't know if that's real wood or not, but I'm a fan of it. That's really classy looking. I mean, don't get me wrong. This thing is pretty. This thing is cute in an ugly way, but I'm liking it so far, and I love that red that red interior. I love it. There was a do- this was a dog car for sure. Those mats have to go though. Those mats, those pla- that old plastic mat stuff, they serve their purpose. They protect the carpeting, but those things are disgusting for sure. No doubt about it. What else we got? I mean, I mean, would I change the rims? Who cares? For three thousand dollars, it's got eighty-seven thousand miles on it, and this car will probably last you, uh, if you just drive it not calmly, it'll probably last you to like a hundred and thirty k. Imagine that. That's like the whole life of a vehicle. What else? Rocker pay, uh, the rockers, which is like the first thing to rust, basically, when you're up north uh, from all the salt. There's no signs of bubbling or anything like that. Completely intact. Back looks great. Still got the pinstriping from freaking when I was three years old. Oh, okay. Here's the rust underneath. Oh, that's not rust. That's fucking nothing. That is nothing. That is a that is basically that will take you an hour to sand down. That'll take you an hour to sand down. That underneath is freaking spotless. That is spotless. Sand that down a little bit, a little bit of fluid film, spray that on there, and you're done. For three grand, that's no big deal either. That's nothing. You get that in one year of driving a car here. In one year of driving a car up in the Northeast, you're gonna get that. That's nothing. Turbo. Three grand. Three grand. Imagine that. Car's got 87,000 miles on it. Now, the specifications of it. Um, I did find some specs uh, on this car. So, the late, that was the, this, is, this is the 85 LeBaron. Front engine, front wheel drive, five passenger, four comfortably. Um, Basis tested. This was back in the day. $9,600. $13,000 with options. Luxury equipment group, which is power windows, locks, mirrors, driver seat, tilt wearing. Does this thing have um, power? It probably does. 
me see here. I mean, the it actually doesn't show. It doesn't show whether or not it has power windows locks. I'm thinking it does, though. I mean, with that, um, when you look at that interior, I mean, you look at that. It's got an electronic dashboard. If it's got an electronic dashboard, your windows go up and down with the push of a button. I really doubt that that thing has roll-up windows. Uh, let's see what else. So uh, disc brakes in the front, drums in the back. That makes sense. That, that's about right for the time. Zero to 60 in 8.3 seconds. That's actually not bad. The engine, here we go. So on the 2.2 liter four-cylinder, you got about 80-something horsepower. But this is right after the fuel. This is right after the fuel crisis. So that's to be expected. But 80 miles an hour, 80 horsepower actually wasn't bad. It actually wasn't bad at all. And you got all that horsepower too. There was no traction control. But with the 2.2 liter four cylinder aluminum head fuel injected, you've got 146 horsepower at 5,200 RPMs, which you didn't need. In a car like that, you probably need like, if you wanted to just do whatever you wanted, uh, this car will do it at about 110 horsepower, 120 horsepower. The car weighs 2,800 pounds. 2,800 pounds. My Lincoln weighs over 5,000. The Mustang weighs 3,800. This aluminum relic weighs 2,800 pounds. That is light as light gets. So you need 100. If you have 140 horsepower to move 2,800 pounds, you're, that's actually really peppy. And you've got a turbocharger on the high end, which you probably won't even need. But that's probably why when he says it sits for a while, it idles a little rough. Well, I mean, Jesus Christ, this was a this was a production car of all production cars. This thing came straight off the assembly line, patched together, off we go. I mean, and that engine was used in everything. Caravans, LeBarons, fucking uh, you name it. That 2.2 liter four-cylinder, that was... That was like a flagship engine of uh, of Chrysler's uh, uh, fleet back then. Uh, observed fuel economy, 17 miles per gallon. EPA estimated 19 to 29. I bet you you got easily, if you were just cruising on that thing, between 25 and 30 miles per gallon. So you got great miles per gallon. Suspension front, trailing arms, blah, blah, blah. 160 pounds of torque. Um options air conditioning turbocharged engine was 600 bucks this one came with it so this one came with the i think the leather steering wheel the rear i don't know it didn't need a rear wiper washer the gts so um i it came with all of this stuff came with all that stuff there we, well, that's kind of that's not really it but i mean did it have it looks like it came with like a cassette deck or something so you're, go you're golden. You can just get a cassette adapter. I don't know if you kids even know what a cassette adapter is. A cassette adapter is the greatest. It's one of the, the greatest things ever. So you got a cassette. And it's basically a cassette. You throw it in there. It comes with a, a, a microphone aux adapter, which is brilliant. So you plug that into your phone, and the next thing you know, your phone is connected to your system. So connect to your whole stereo system. So now you have the you have the power of your phone through your stereo. You're golden. Well, I know nowadays a lot of phones don't necessarily have aux cords now. Well, what you can do is you can get an aux you can get a uh, a aux adapter, a charger adapter, 
which will put it into a three and a half millimeter, or you take your aux cord that's coming out of the cassette adapter, your your headphone cord, and you attach it to a Bluetooth. You attach it to a external Bluetooth device, which they make, and they're um, let's see, I could probably go on eBay and find one for you right now. So let me go to eBay. I'll find one for you right now. Let's go to um, Bluetooth uh, headphone adapter. There we go. There we go, right there. Boom, right there. Bluetooth transmitter, call music receiver, aux audio, aux adapter for car headphones. You plug that shit right in. So that basically... Um, so that one is, let me see. This is a Bluetooth receiver. You basically just need an input. So receiver, basically, you'll get that. You'll plug your aux, your aux adapter uh, into that, and then it will basically connect with your phone, and now you're completely wireless. You just take, like, a little piece of Velcro tape. You put it on the, you put it, like, right here. You put it like on the right-hand side next to your cassette adapter, and then you just tuck the wires away. And now you just, when you get in your car, you t you know you hit the Bluetooth button, connects with your phone, and or yeah, connects with your phone, and you're off and running. And you just turned a 37-year-old car into a modern vehicle. I mean, this is basic shit for three Gs. Whereas if you want, oh, I want to get something newer. Okay, fine. Do you want to spend what twenty three thousand dollars on a Hyundai Elantra SEL, SEL with a less reliable engine, a less reliable engine? There's a lawsuit going on right now for Hyundai's because Hyundai's and Kia's because their engines are just blowing up. And I've heard this all the time. Uh, I know of a Hyundai Sonata engine blew up. They gave, had to give a brand new one. Uh, that Kia Gerbil Mobile, what the fuck was that called? The the Kia Soul. That engine blew up. So, I mean, absolutely silly. Absolutely silly. The, 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 you would want to buy something like this new car where the transmission's going to break because they're CVT based. They're cheap pieces of shit. Uh, the engine's the same thing. Um, so, why? And you're spending $23,000 as opposed to $3,000. And what? Somebody's going to make fun of you because your car doesn't look like this. It instead looks um, like this. Whoopty fucking do. That car right there, that 37-year-old car, is comfy, super comfy, high gas mileage. And to register it, it weighs 2,800 pounds is the curb weight. 2,800 pounds Probably, I mean, I know that the turbo is going to make you have to buy probably like mid-grade or premium gas, but um, you register for registering it, it's going to cost you, what, like 100-something bucks to register? Well, in my state, it would. So it cost me $150 to register the Lincoln. So, I mean, what does it cost to, to register a newer car? Over 200 over 300 maybe 400 So you're... Winning with gas mileage, winning with overall cost, I mean, 
this is a win. And there, I'm gonna whenever I find a cheap car like this, I want to present it to you guys as like, look, if you just need to get to point A to point B, people are gonna appreciate. People are starting to appreciate just from the mere fact that these things are actually showing up. My, I, I go to the gas station. And I, I go and put, you know, fuel in my, my Lincoln and people go, what year is that? And I go, 1998. And they just go, they, they just, they nod their head like, they like, they appreciate that. They appreciate that. I will absolutely buy, if God forbid something happens to the Lincoln that is unrecoverable, unrecoverable, I will absolutely go and find a car like this, pay cash. And drive off with a super reliable vehicle with no car payment, no real insurance needed. Because if you're going to go and get a loan, you need full coverage. You're mandated to full coverage. And the premiums on that, I can only—I don't know what the premiums are on brand new cars, but I—the I, premiums on older cars with modular and repairs for these cars are super cheap because the parts are still available because K cars are everywhere. Um, there's universal aftermarket, so you don't have to go to the dealer for any of this stuff. Imagine the, say your engine blew up because you were an idiot and you forgot to change the oil. You can go buy another engine for like 700 bucks. So there is so many positives. You know what? This thing isn't, yeah, I get it. If this was part of a failed generation, the late 80s, as far as cars go. They were nothing spectacular, but they're making they're making a comeback as far as their reliability. You know, late 80s, uh, late 80s American cars, late 90s American cars, early 2000s American cars. Before things became CVT and extra traction control and all-wheel drive and mandated this and mandated that, these cars were super reliable, super gas efficient. Um, Got you from point A to point B. Parts were cheap, easy to register, easy to drive. Pretty much everything that new cars kind of aren't. So, thirty-three grand, probably around three grand. Get yourself a nice little car that needs literally nothing. And people who appreciate you driving that thing. And I bet you, I bet you, it's like a sailboat on the highway too. And at 140 horsepower, yeah, that car will absolutely do 100 miles per hour. Do I recommend you do 100 miles per hour in a car? Uh, no, I don't recommend it. I mean, you should understand what 100 miles per hour probably feels like in that car. But after that, I would probably keep this thing. That's a car you drive calmly at around 75 with the cruise control on. And that thing has cruise control, by the way. Um 75 miles per hour, comfy down the highway, nobody's pulling you over. And if you keep that car super clean, super clean, like spotless, people are going to be like, that's pretty cool. They are. They're just going to say, like, what is that? So 87 LeBaron. How many miles are on it? 90? Cool. And I will find... Next time I do another cheap cars, uh, another cheap cars, uh, uh, you know, segment, I will find another car w around the same price, if not less, with even less gas, with even less mileage on it. And I've found them before. So, and you'll be able to put maybe you'll put at the most probably f if it needs any repairs, it'll probably cost you like less than five hundred to do those repairs, and then. You're done. 
you're like you're done done like you don't have to do anything else there's no crazy other things that you'll have to do these cars were basic these cars were basic their computer management systems were uh like pre-nintendo like nintendo's more were more sophisticated than the computers that were inside these cars so talk about cheap um i wanted to get to um there was some interesting situations going um we'll get to culture really quick so i just saw this at the new york post we've been seeing this a lot lately just because it's 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 cheap uh it's cheap it's cheap instagram material about people who misbeha- misbehave at uh what do you call it at like you know fast food restaurants or at you know department stores or you know re- high uh, low-end retail stores like walmart people just misbehaving because god knows what so this is another one of those examples but so a woman who threw a burrito at a chipotle worker is sentenced to uh work at fast food restaurant but let's expand upon that so an in high a an ohio woman tough times in ohio who was found guilty of hurling a piping hot burrito bowl in the face of a chipotle employee had her jail time lessened after agreeing to work at a fast food chain as part of her sentencing uh, arrangement so if you hurl food at another person that is considered assault um it is not considered assault with a deadly weapon because a burrito is not dead excuse me a burrito is not deadly um rosemary hain 39 was found guilty last week of assault after violently flinging her food at emily russell who was a working behind the counter when hain launched her obscene caught on video attack which i don't really want to share because no need you get the point somebody chucks a giant burrito at you that's assault you didn't quote you didn't get your burrito the way you like it and this is how you respond uh parma municipal court judge timothy gilligan said during sentencing Quote, this is not the real housewives of Parma. This behavior is not acceptable. Agreed. Hain told the court and Russell that she was sorry for her actions before going on to say that the food she was given looked disgusting. Okay. Quote, if I showed you how my food looked uh, and how my food looked a week later from that same restaurant, it's disgusting looking, Hain said. Okay. Um video taken of the chaotic september assault which also went viral online was played during hayne's hearing hayne can be seen in the clip slamming her order down on the counter while yelling at russell for nearly a full minute russell who is working behind the counter tries to calm the irate customer while other customers start to take notice of her meltdown um then from mere feet away now obviously counter weight uh, counter width Hain launches the burrito bowl at Russell's face, causing diners to gasp. Quote, I bet you won't be happy with the food you are going to get in jail, the judge said. Gilligan sentenced to a uh, sentenced Hain to 180 days in jail and suspended half that. Um, the judge, hoping to teach her a sense of empathy, made an unusual offer. So um, 180 days in jail, so that's what? Nice. That's six months in prison. Six months in jail is fucking tough. I, have I been in jail? No, I haven't. I haven't been in jail. I'm assuming you're sitting in you're sitting in prison for six months. That sucks. That means that you got you were found guilty or you pled guilty to you know 
battery to assault, like assault, assault. Um, made an unusual offer. Uh, Gilligan told Hain that he would give her 60 days in jail credit. Give her 60 days jail credit if she agreed to work at least 20 hours, 20 hour weeks at a fast food restaurant for two months. So, so um, six months, so 180 days suspended half of that. So that's 90 days. So that's th still three months in prison. He would give her 60 days jail credit if she agreed to work at least 20 hours a week at a fast food restaurant for two months. Quote, so my thought, so I thought, why should the city taxpayers pay for her and feed her for 90 days in the jail if I can teach her a sense of empathy, Gilligan said. I hope this deters others from this type of behavior, unquote. Hain took him up on the deal and said she planned to get a job at a restaurant. It's unclear where that job will be and when she will start work. Russell, who has since found a job elsewhere following the traumatic incident told the outlet she found the sentence fair. Quote, she didn't get a slap on the wrist. That was the person who got the shit thrown at. Following the sentencing, a spokesperson for Chipotle told the Post, quote, the health and safety of our employees is our greatest priority. And we are pleased to see justice served for any individual that does not treat our team members with the respect they deserved. Hain could not be reached for comment. You're never going to see that bitch again. People are going to try to track her down. People are definitely going to try to track her down. Um... I mean, if I was her, uh, obviously you're gonna you're going to jail. Like you're you're going to jail for 90 days, um, and then after that you have to go work at a restaurant for two months. Now, what was the? Um, let me see here. Two months to go work at what? Fast food. Uh, it looked at a week later, the same restaurant. It looked disgusting. Um, Wayne's hearing behind the counter tries to comment. Yep, yep, yep. Teacher Simpson. Okay. If she agreed to work 20 hours a week at a fast food restaurant for two months. Okay. That's easy peasy. That is a, that's easy. All she has to do is go and get a job at, you know, McDonald's, a Wendy's, a Hardee's, um, a Chick-fil-A, uh, whatever qualifies as fast food. 20 hours. So... She can work two 10-hour days, Saturday or Sunday. She can work four-hour shifts during lunch hour, uh, during the weekday, whatever it is, whatever they decide. And yeah, she'll be humbled. Now, if I was her, I would get, I would cover up completely. I would change your sunglass, change your eyeglasses. I would change your hair to whatever the natural color is. Uh, I would hide any semblance of the person who threw the burrito. Um, and what the heck's her name? What's this bitch's name? Rosemary Hain. Hain. I would just say Mary. I would change, like, if you get, if they're going to give you a name tag probably. If they do, just put your name as Mary. You know? That's perfect. Nobody's going to, nobody's going to know who you are, and you're going to do your 20 hours, and you're going to learn a lesson. And you're not an indentured servant to the state or this to the state you're not an indentured servant to the state you're going to work there and they're going to pay you so whatever the rate for fast food is in, in that region of ohio you're going to get paid to do that this isn't like that 13th amendment bullshit where they make prisoners fight fire uh, fi fight fucking wildfires out in like oregon and stuff um this is different like um this is actual like you're working okay 
you're going to deal with this. You're going to get humbled. You're going to learn restraint. And you're going to make you're going to make money doing it. And we don't have to pay you. However, if you don't complete the sentencing after that, you're going to go back to prison for another two months. So there's there's a lot there's a lot to appreciate about how this judge handled it. And yes, more people should be held accountable for that. If you with option with option because there's a lot of jobs available right now for people who just if you need to work, there are jobs paying, decent jobs paying. Well, excuse me, jobs paying decent money. I'm not going to say they're decent jobs, but they are paying. Like I told you where I told you before, there was a place there uh, it was starting pay was 18, but they moved it up to like 20. $20 an hour to work at, what was it, Five Guys in Portsmouth? Five, I mean, matching matching retirement distribution, free food, clean work environment, and you get paid $20 an hour, which is what? It was 22 It was 20 It was, I believe, I believe it was 20 So let's just do a quick calculation here because calculations are always useful. So we're going to do... 20 an hour times 40 hours, which is 800 a week, uh, times 52 weeks. That's $41,600 a year. Okay? So if you're making... If you're smart and you drive a 1987 Chrysler LeBaron four-door sedan, and you're making 800 a week, 800 a week times, two, uh, times four, that's 3200 a month. 3200 a month um, and it, you can basically cover uh, apartments are between 12 and 1500 bucks a month so minus 1200 a month for a one bedroom apartment leaves you with two thousand dollars gross anyways so basically um, let's see. At forty-one thousand dollars, you're at the twelve percent limit. So forty-one, forty-one six uh, times point one two is forty-nine hundred dollars. For okay, so perfect. So that's forty-nine hundred. Okay, forty-nine. So it's forty-one sixty. Forty-one sixty. Forty. Oops, excuse me. Forty-one. I'm, I'll show you where I'm going with this. Minus. Uh, 4995 is 36000 So divide that by 52 is $700 a week. So $700 a week um, net. So you'll end up with 700 cash. So within two weeks, you'll have your rent and probably one of your utilities paid for. One or two of your utilities paid for. So... You're working, you're matching a 401k distribution. So you can put, you know, some of that. You could probably put like maybe 10, 15, 20 bucks a week into a 401k and just leave it there and they'll match it for you. They'll match it for you and they'll give you food. They'll give you calories in which you can continue to work, in which you continue continue to, to survive. So there is some value here. And that's on twenty dollars an hour, and you'll get a raise. After six months to a year, they'll give you another raise. So you'll probably get like a, I don't know, let's just say 
5%. So what's $20 an hour times 0 0.05? It's a dollar an hour. So it's 21 bucks an hour. So $21 an hour times 40 hours. Uh, it's another $40 a week. So that's times 52 weeks. You're now making 43.6. You're and you're still under the um, you're still under the tax uh, bracket. So you would still be in that 12, I think 12% range. Because once you get like over 44,000, I might be either 44 or 47, um, you it goes it goes up to like 22%. But if you're making 43.6, and then maybe you're doing some side gigs that the, the that can you can uh, you know hide from the government, um, you could possibly make like 45,000 dollars a year putting away money for retirement, opening up a, a stock account. Like you could put 20 bucks, you could put 20 dollars. Um, $20 a week into your 401k, which will bring you to 683 So $20 a week into your you know, stock portfolio. Or excuse me. $20 a week brings you down to 680 683 excuse me, 683 uh, 401k, boom, which is matched at $40. So now $40 a week is going into your 401k. So 40 80 120, $160 a month going into your 401k, which is awesome. So $160 times 12 is uh, $2,000 a year going into a 401k times 20 years, $38,000, which will always go up. It just, it just goes up. Okay. There's, you know, there's just, that's how it goes. That's just how that goes, okay? That doesn't sit at 38. It just goes up. Um, now, what else you got? You got if it bring if you got 683 left, you can minus uh, another three dollars off of that and open up a stock, uh, open up a Weeble account, which will give you if you do three six nine twelve three six nine twelve. So three six nine twelve. Um, you can buy. Some dividend-paying stocks, maybe like a like a Oxford Lane, which is about um, what's Oxford Lane at right now? Let me find out. Um, let me find out. Let's see. Weeble. Oxford Lane's actually a, is it a little high right now, or is it actually a good price? It's at 5:02 after hours. So I would buy Oxford Lane between 4.50 and 4.90 a share, and that pays eight cents a month. A month. So you could buy, let's see, if you buy, let's see, twelve dollars. Let me take a look here. So if you're making, if you get twelve bucks out of that, so you're down to six hundred eighty dollars clean. Twenty dollars of that of your seven hundred and three dollars after taxes. Seven hundred and three. So only twenty three dollars is being. T are, are you taking out? Are you taking out in order to invest? So three dollars is going into the Weeble account. Twenty bucks is going into the 401k, which is pre-tax. So it might even be less. You might even have a few dollars more coming out. Uh, a few dollars more staying in because it's pre-taxed or not pre-taxed. This is your your 401k. They don't tax that. So that just goes out, and then they tax you on the amount that you actually are getting paid for gross. So you might get a little more money after that. Either way, it's not going to be it's not going to be much. But anyways, and then you have three dollars. So it's going to be twelve dollars a month times 12 months, that's $144. So at the end of one year of doing this, $144 divided by 
4.90 a share is $29 a share or 29 shares. So you'll at least have like 30 shares of that. So 30 shares times uh, 0.08 will pay you $2.4 a month. Cumulative. $2.4. Just so that so $2.4 a month. So $2.4 a month. 2.4 times 12. This is another $28 divided by 4.90 is another five and a half shares. It's another five and a half shares. So you're just gradually building a small portfolio of dividend paying stocks that drip. And drip is a new feature by Webull that drips the money basically. It reinvests whatever dividend, whether it's eight cents or $8 or $800, back into the same exact stock in which you received the dividend from. And it just accumulates and accumulates and accumulates. And it purchases at whatever the best market price is available. So these are this is awesome. Like this is that's just from making $20 an hour. You can afford rent. You can afford a car. You can afford the gas to put it in the car. You can afford dental insurance, which is relatively cheap. You can afford to take care of yourself physically because taking care of yourself is free. Okay? You can afford to be. You can afford to take care of yourself on that amount of money. I know it's not a lot. I know you have to be a little more self-sufficient, but it beats the shit out of having to spend uh, fucking three months in prison and having to work at a fast food restaurant uh, by mandate and not by choice. Okay? These, there's a lot of things, and you don't have to live in these crazy-ass cities because once the, once the uh, credit cards... Uh, once the credit card machine stops working um, and the power goes out, there's a brownout and whatever, and the protests start, you don't have three days to get out. You have 30 minutes to get out. The minute that the minute the credit card machines stop working, you've got 30 minutes. Basically, you just stop what you're doing. Hopefully, your car has at least a half a tank of gas in it because a half a tank of gas will get you two hours anywhere. Two hours anywhere. Two hours will get you out of the city. Two hours will get you into the north country. Um, my car, a half a tank of gas will get me up to the lakes region. And from there I can park it and I can hide out. That will get me out of here. Two hours will get me into Northern Maine. Two hours will get me into the lakes region. Two hours will get me anywhere near the seacoast where people are freaking out. So where was I going with that? I don't know. Um, oh yeah being more self-sufficient so it makes sense it made sense to me like you taking care of yourself and doing all these things is um it's an this is this is an awesome path this is an awesome path you shouldn't have any debt and if you do you start by paying that down first and getting rid of that and there are ways to do it say your shitloads in debt there are like debt consolidation solutions that will help you get back on track literally within a couple of years within a couple of years these places will settle out for the cash, your credit will hurt for a little while, and then you'll be you'll be good. But you'll be more self-reliant, more appreciative, more humble, and you won't be chucking fucking burritos at people. You'll be learning how to make them yourself. So, 
Uh, that being said, uh, we're going to close up shop for today. I'm sorry I couldn't do another Seacoast podcast. I hope this one will suffice. 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 If you have questions, concerns, or comments, um, you can hit me up on my website, positivesarcasm.com, in the contact section. You can also find me. Uh, you can also email me through my through Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can direct message me there if, if you like. I do check the requests. Um, and, of course, if you want to use the Weeble app, the affiliate link is in the description down below. And if you want to watch the video version of this podcast, uh, go to rumble.com. It's under Positive Sarcasm. You feel free to like and subscribe there if you wish. And the audio version is anywhere where podcasts are available, uh, and including downloadable and streamable from my website, PositiveSarcasm.com. Um, in the meantime, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. Uh, and I will talk to you all next week. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation.